Do, do, do. Hello there, Nerd Talkalypse here, and we're asking you, our lovely listeners, to support our programming by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash nerdtalkalypse. For as little as $1 a month, your contribution will continue to make this show very special for our current listeners and newcomers. For a mere $2 a month contribution, we will help you promote by plugging your band, YouTube channel, podcast, or any other project you're currently working on. And we'll do this every week for as long as you remain a patron. And finally, we have a limited $5 a month perk that will gain you a spot in the top five patron guest list, which means when our show requires a guest, you will be among the five people we ask first to be on the show, and will be chosen in order. We thank you deeply for your continued loyalty as listeners, and hope to put these contributions to good use. Remember, we're not only doing this because we love it, but because we love being nerdy, and we know you do too. So head over to patreon.com slash now to make your contributions, and enjoy this brand new episode of Nerdtocalypse Podcast. Welcome, Welcome to the, to the nerd, nerd, lab. nerd Lab. Get those nerds! 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 Let the nerds, Let the nerds take, take, over. take over! Nerd Alert! What are you, some kind of nerd? Not some kind of nerd. I am the king of nerds. Nerd! Nerd stuff probably really excites you because you're a nerd. This is the Nerd Talkalypse Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything nerd. We provide the latest and greatest from trending pop culture and fandoms alike. So take a break from killing zombies with your lightsaber, hang up your cape and cowl, and hop onto the Hogwarts Express and ride your way over to Geek Down to fight our gym leaders and hosts of the show, Lane Stipe and Deej Penhollow. Hello, nerd enthusiasts, and thank you for joining us for this week's edition of the Nerd Talkalypse Podcast with your hosts, Lane Stipe and Deej Penhollow. As always, we're here geeking out weekly with our listeners about our favorite nerd topics from Marvel and DC Comics, TV, and film, Star Wars, The Wizarding World of Harry Potter, and beyond. Pokemon, The Walking Dead Universe, various anime topics, and most things in between. That's right, guys. Here on this show, we express pride in our pop culture nerdism and work hard to bring you trending content from all of the fandoms that you love. You can find every episode of our show at nerdtalklipspodcast.com. Also, find our channel at youtube.com slash nerdtalklipspodcast. Please reach out to us via email at nerdtalklips at gmail.com, Twitter at nerdtalklips, or facebook.com slash nerdtalklips. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We'd love some feedback, and it really helps to grow the show and helps other nerds like you to find it. If you're interested in other ways of support, head over to patreon.com slash where you can indulge in one of our many perks and help grow the show that way. Nerdtocalypse is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network. Please enjoy this week's episode. What is up, Nerdthusiasts? Thank you for joining us for episode, I believe this is 61, yeah, 61 of Nerdtocalypse. We're doing, uh... We always, every episode we think, like, we, we yeah, I'm pretty sure it's episode 61. <laughs> well, lately we've been doing this, uh, it's been, like, nearly bi-weekly. Yeah. So it, uh, I, I keep losing track, and I mean, I don't, I don't open these notes until it's time to, uh, 
to write stuff in them, and I don't really pay attention to what's going on in the notes. So. Oh, well. Yeah, but anyway, episode 61. <laughs> yeah, and we are talking Fear the Walking Ooh. Dead. Make a farted. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Was that the, the dog? I don't know. Did you just fart? No. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was the dog oh, that had hell. to be the dog. Yep. That was dog fart. <laughs> Do you feed him? Do you feed him food? I fed them dog food. <laughs> okay. Anyway. All right. So yeah. we're, we're going to go ahead and just do news, and then and then we'll get into our Fear of the Walking yeah, Dead we got stuff. three episodes of Fear of the Walking Dead. The first three of the season. We're going to put it in this episode, then we're going to talk about the next three in the next episode. Yes. It's time for the latest in nerd news with Nerd Talkalypse. So we're going to start with some news. We got Walking Dead. That smells. <laughs> Do you smell it over there? Yeah, I can smell it over here. Too. <laughs> All right, anyway, the Walking Dead news. <laughs> Jeffrey Dean Morgan's absence on the, set, the season eight set causes concern for fans. Uh, Je- Jeffrey Dean Morgan hasn't been spotted filming on uh, on set since day one of season eight for The Walking Dead. And he also just took on a movie role with Dwayne Johnson for the video game movie adaptation of Rampage. But fans are also worried that Michonne and Rosita haven't been spotted either. And they are five episodes in. Trailer for season eight will drop over San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea what to make of the of that news story. I don't know why he wouldn't be on set filming for... Because he's still in. The, he has to be in the show. Yeah. All Out War is very Negan-centric. So I don't know. Maybe he showed up and did all of his shit in one fucking day. They filmed for eight days. Maybe he just did a whole bunch of shit. Yeah. And then was like, hey, bitches, I'm heading out to... Because I guess the, in addition to that article, they were talking about him being on set of Rampage. They had pictures of him. Mm. So I don't know. You know what Rampage is, right? That video game with the monsters destroying the buildings? Yeah. Huh. I don't know how they're going to make a movie. I don't give a shit. It's Godzilla. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. I mean, yeah. Joe Magnello, JDM, and... Great rock. cast, stupid movie draw idea. <laughs> Maybe it'll be awesome, dude. I Who doubt knows? it. It's gonna balk. Bo- it's gonna botch, botching, <laughs> crampage. All right, so that's it for Walking Dead. Uh, let's move over to DC Universe news. There's a there, there's a bit here. It's pretty interesting. Uh, so we are rumored to be getting a badass Justice League trailer for the or for San Diego Comic Con this year. Fuck yeah, dude! I know we, the last trailer we got was badass, so I can't even. Can't wait. Well, this one's supposedly going to. We're going to see some villain action. Dark Side, I hope. I, if not Dark Side, at least Steppenwolf. Fuck um, Steppenwolf. What? What? I said Buck Steppenwolf. Oh, yeah. I want to see Dark Side. Oh, me too. That would be fantastic. But um, possibly, I mean, we might even get a Superman sighting in this trailer. Hell yes. I'd imagine that they have to start putting him into marketing now. It's like in black suit Superman. That would be dope. And then uh, there's going to be a lot of Flash stuff. And uh, supposedly this trailer is really fucking when, hyped. When the San Diego Comic-Con? Next month. Oh, we got a ways to wait. That's all right. We got Spider-Man Homecoming Fifth. in between. Yeah. Don't, it will be all right. Yeah, I don't even worry about Justice League right now. We got Spider-Man to watch. Uh-huh. I guess it says the Batman director, Matt Reeves, says no one is replacing Ben Affleck. He is Batman. I didn't even know that was a rumor. Oh, well. It's always a rumor with Ben Affleck. People forever always think that, you know, he. people thought that he was going to be replaced by something, somebody else or 
that he might not continue with his contract and being Batman forever. But Matt Reeves has confirmed it once and for all as he finishes production, not production, but finishes his, what do they call it when a movie star is going out and cameo? No, talking about his newest or like a director is out doing press for yeah for uh, War for the Planet of the Apes or yeah War for the Planet of the Apes. Um, He's now starting pre-production processes on Batman, the Batman. So this is confirmed by him himself. Fuck well, and that definitely has to be true. Oh yeah. All right. So then we got. uh, It says Kingpin wants in Vince. Don Frio, Dion Frio, however you want to say it, once in the DCEU. I don't know. Did it say? Did he specifically say anything? No. What I saw, it just said that uh, they're in danger of losing. I said Daredevil's in danger of losing its main villain because he wants in on the DC universe. That's all I saw. I didn't see what specifics or. Now we contemplated earlier about who he might be able to play that would be really badass, and I don't, I don't really, I, we couldn't think. You know, so who's a big bald fat, not super fat, but big bald black, big bald white guy? Bane. He's got the size for Bane. But he's, Bane's buff. Yeah. Very buff. Nobody could be that. Nobody's that big. Yeah. Not even The Rock. The Rock would look puny next to a real Bane. <laughs> not that shit Bane they put in that fucking movie. That was no, a crappy fuck, Bane. Fuck that. Tom Hardy. I mean, I like Tom Hardy. I like Tom Hardy, Hardy but that was, not a, that was not the Bane. That was not Bane to me. No. Not at all. But it could be, I don't know, We maybe Lex Luthor. I'd like to see him do that. That'd be cool. Like senior Lex. That could be interesting. All right, well, moving on then. Okay. Uh, Drake Bell is rumored for either Nightwing in the DCEU but, or Nightwing in the live-action Titans TV series set for t- 2018. Uh, he's been posting teases about the role on Twitter and then deleting them shortly after. So Who? Drake Bell. Oh, yeah. Um, he's going through the withdrawal. He's getting. He's depressed because of that wedding. Ah, oh, dude, it's still it's bullshit. I'd be pissed too. Yeah, why wouldn't he get an invite? Fucking yeah. Josh Peck. Josh Prick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how long it's been since we chatted, dude. Fucking John John Stamos got a goddamn invite. Well, they do a show together. I know, but Drake cameoed in that show. That's true. And they even did like Drake and Josh stuff. They talked about. Oprah and stuff. Like, oh yeah, it was weird. But I don't know why he wouldn't get an invite. That's depressing. Yeah, poor Drake. But in any case, what do you think there. of Drake Bell as Nightwing or Robin? Mm-mm. You don't think? Yeah. Uh, he's heavily rumored for one like of them. I don't, I don't know. know. Like it? I don't know. He's not ripped or anything. I mean, he could get ripped. I think. And I think. I, think it, I feel now. like it would just take me out of the movie. Like. Just hearing Drake. <laughs> yeah, just seeing Drake Bell as fucking Nightwing. I the live action Timmy Turner becomes Nightwing. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't like that at all. There's so many better candidates. Yeah, I would rather see Zac Efron. Yes, much for sure. I think Zac Efron would kill it. Hell yeah, that would be dope. Zac Efron might be too big of a name now. Yeah, I don't even know. It's going to pick a nice teenage-ish looking guy, dark hair, ripped, pretty ripped body. They can do it. J-Beebs. <laughs> I don't see Josh Peck do it. Really? Then Justin Bieber? Well, oh, would you rather see Josh do it over Drake? No, Drake fits that role builder better. <laughs> I but think it would take Bieber. me out of the movie more if it was Josh. Oh, well, for sure. But if it was Justin Bieber, 
No. <laughs> Unacceptable. <laughs> I don't think he can act even. Like John Cena playing Shazam. <laughs> That'd be too much, dude. <laughs> See, it's like The Rock is okay now because we've seen him in so many movies that it's just all right. You know, yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I can agree with that. That's so funny, dude. All right, anyway. All right, well, rumor, Warner Brothers wants to release three to four DCE movies per year. Can't complain. Oh, I ain't complaining, but that's a lot for for Warner Brothers. Dude, that's literally like one, how many, that's one every fucking three months. That's crazy. Hell yeah, though, I'm game. I'm gay, too. <laughs> I I would be so down for this. Yeah, let it fucking go. We just have like a nerdy movie every month. Hell yeah, That'd dude! Like, yeah, I would be so pumped. That combined with what Marvel puts out, two movies a year at a minimum. Yeah. Plus Fantastic Beasts, like that's just DCE. Plus movies. the other stuff, like there's Power Rangers and Transformers comes out, and oh, all yeah, the other dude. nerdy movies that are not. Dude, the... did you see Power Rangers went into uh, <laughs> pre-production today? Fuck yeah! The sequel, not pre, not like major pre-production but they are talking about the villain did you hear did you see the guy that played billy on the black guy on yeah. he wants to play miles morales mm-hmm. I, I got think, some i think he could do it hell yeah dude. i got some news about miles morales in here oh, we can yeah. get we'll get i've to probably that. seen that too but uh yeah this is me uh man of steel 2 and supergirl man of steel 2 supergirl and wonder woman 2 rumors have been debunked um I, i'm sure you heard last week maybe you heard i'm not really sure um, it's been all this. A lot of this news is broken news, but um, th- they talk. They were talking about uh, Supergirl bring coming into the uh, DCU via Man of Steel two, yeah, that's and what I heard that. Yeah. Uh, you know, Brainiac and all all this crazy stuff. And then there was some Wonder Woman two rumors about Cheetah and Cersei, and and a whole bunch and a whole bunch of stuff. But uh, Umberto Gonzalez from the Rap, he posted on Twitter, I believe, um, and he's got some. He's got the low down on the down low over at Warner Brothers um and he said that the the uh, rumors are anonymous they have no basis the the report uh um appeared on 4chan and he quotes that that ridiculous 4chan story about Supergirl in Man of Steel 2 is not true so is everything else in the thread why is that a ridiculous that's it's not unfeasible for Supergirl to show up in a Man of Steel movie yeah i don't think that's ridic- i don't think it's ridiculous that's either an interesting way to uh, anyway, the uh, thread says the sequel to Man of Steel 2 has been developing in secret. Jeff Johns and Zack Snyder finished writing a story for the film back in November. Multiple writers were approached to turn a, turn it into a screenplay, including the writers from The Watchmen and the 300 movie series. Brainiac will be the villain and Supergirl will be introduced in the DCEU. He goes on to say Wonder Woman 2 is pretty much a done deal. The main villain hasn't been decided, but Cheetah and Cersei have been discussed. The studio will most likely attempt to cast a big female lead to oppose Gal Gadot. Um, well, they have got Cheetah would be per- Cheetah's like her one of her her, her arch nemesis. Yeah. Why would you not put her in there? And it also says uh, early ideas uh, were discussed for Suicide Squad two included Maxwell Lord, Scarecrow, or Bane as villains. Killer Frost will be added to the team, and Diablo will return somehow. Bane. <laughs> that would be interesting. Mm. Um, now they also talked. Well, Diablo is just uh, it, it, it possesses. Oh, okay. So he, you know, the guy that that I think he died in the first one. I don't remember, but yeah, Diablo would just possess another body. There's been multiple Diablos. Interesting. The That'd be cool. They also said something along the lines of um, Jared Leto teasing his return in Gotham City Sirens. Interesting. 
um, his return as Joker, so that'd be fucking awesome to see. Hopefully he doesn't have any um, bad blood between them, between Warner Brothers or anything for not putting him in the movie enough. Uh, and then the last bit of this article here is the uh, quote-unquote treatment of Wonder Woman 2 is being worked on right now and will take place in the past somewhere between the 50s and 2016. What are you reading? It is the the last bit of this uh, Wonder Woman Man of Steel mm. thing. This is a confirmed thing, though. The Nightwing thing? No, the treatment for Wonder Woman 2. Oh, well, it's above that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, but they, they have confirmed that it would take place uh, between in the past, somewhere between the 50s and 2016, so potentially what she did, maybe filling in what happened before she got up to Batman v Superman. Right. All right, well, we got a uh, Black Lightning showrunner hopes he used static shock. I guess. I mean, I, I, I don't know much about Black Lightning, so I don't know if they ever, like, meet in the comics. If yeah, they do, then cool. Yeah, it'd be, in- be interesting. It'd be interesting to see if it was if it's going to be Jaden Smith's crazy ass. Ugh. You see that? He rapped about Batman. Yeah, and he wore, like, a, like white a white Batman It was horrible. Suit. The White Knight. It was bad. It's weird. I spit better raps out of my butthole Did while Did you shooting. know who I found out has a really interesting uh, song? What do they call those British people who talk? Remember that movie we watched, Attack the Block? I never watched it. Oh, you never watched it? All right, so you know... You put it on the USB for me, and I never got to it. You know, the, the there's, like, differences. Like, there's people who talk, like, in Harry Potter, mm-hmm. and then there's the ones that talk, like, in Kingsman. Well, they're British, and there's a difference between Britain and England. Okay, well, the ones that say, like, Brev, and, and like, they have really hard Cockney they're accents. British. British people are a little more hard accent than English. Yeah, well, it, it was the guy who played Crab from Harry oh, Potter, yeah. and he's got, like, a rap group. Interesting. And that's how what he sounds like that. Like uh <laughs> I can't remember that guy's name. The one who plays Finn from Star Wars. He sounds just mm. like it the way he does when he it's so weird. I have to I have got to look it up. Interesting. Um alright, so the last thing here for DCEU is uh HBO is developing a Watchmen T V series. People have been really excited about this. Um Well yeah. With the amount of detail and stuff that's in the, the Watchmen in general, it, it probably would be better as a TV show. Yeah, even if it even dude, even if they did like a thirteen episode TV show covering all twelve issues, like yeah. get everything in there, and then suppose I don't and know work its way into rebirth. That would be fabulous. Mm-hmm. But see, I don't, there's there's some there's a lot of things about Watchmen that I just simply don't know. I know that there is a a comic book within the comic book, like a whole entire story of something else that is happening that that all ties in. And then there's the Minutemen, who are the heroes before the Watchmen came about. Hmm. And, so they have a lot of potential for this for this series, but it's going to be directed by Lost director Damon Lindelof, um, and I think he's t- he's tied to a whole bunch of other stuff too. That one wasn't the dog. That was me. <laughs> I might have to poop. But all right, we're going to get into some Marvel Universe news. Spider-Man: Homecoming first reactions start hitting the internet. Over on Twitter, a writer by the name of Daniel R. I'm just going to think it's Radcliffe, so that's what I want to hear. <laughs> took his followers on a journey as he prepared for his early Spider-Man Homecoming screening. After buying plenty of concessions, the Twitter user got to test out the upcoming MCU flick, and Daniel promises it is the Spider-Man, fail, Spider-Man film fans have been waiting for. You can read up on at Daniel RPK and his Spider-Man Homecoming reaction below. You know, Homecoming really was the perfect title for this film, but you know what title I would give it? The Amazing Spider-Man. Finally, the perfect Spider-Man film I've been waiting for my whole life. 
Best Spider-Man since Spider-Man 2. This movie is so much fun. Great cast, great action. Villain was meh, but other than that, great. For fans of Spider-Man, the fans' reaction comes as a major relief. Sony Pictures has produced two prior Spider-Man film franchises, but neither could give the studio any long-lasting superhero credits. I don't understand. I loved Amazing Spider-Man. Both of them. They were both fucking awesome. Yeah, they were both fabulous. The company then partnered with Marvel Studios to jumpstart Spider-Man for a third time, leaving Tom Holland to debut his take on the new hero in Captain America Civil War. The vigilante's appearance in the MCU has been universally praised, but some worried the hero was would struggle to fit in the pre-existing MCU in the standalone. But if Daniel Radcliffe fans really don't need to harbor such fears. <laughs> so yeah, this is pretty fucking cool. That's really not Daniel Radcliffe, I'm just saying it. <laughs> Daniel so RBK. Alright, so in addition to this, like probably the next day there was um a, a lot of stuff going on and, and, and there was there was an interview. Basically what happened was there was an interview with Kevin Feige from Marvel Studios and Amy Pascal from Sony. They were interviewing together. I and knew then, it. I knew that was bullshit. Yeah. So she straight up said they will tie in to the MCU movies. This caused Kevin Feige to give some very awkward looks to the camera, and he became a meme for a week. Um, and then came out right at the end of the week, just like today or yesterday, and was basically like, that's all bullshit. Um, they will not take place in the MCU, which uh, is retarded. fucking retarded. But I don't understand how you can have Venom without Spider-Man. I can't understand that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, maybe he's just, maybe it's all just a big fucking red herring and they're trying to make us feel, we're going to confusing us. Yeah. To, to make it all happen later, but whatever. whatever. It's retarded. Now, th- th- this next news article is even fucking stupider. All right. Kevin Feige stresses the MCU has no plans for the Fantastic Four. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, the next two, I guess, are retarded as fuck. After Marvel made its landmark deal with Sony, there were those who thought that a deal with Fox may not be far behind. That hasn't turned out to be the case. And at least for the Fantastic Four, it doesn't seem to be even on the docket. Marvel Studios ch- chief Kevin Feige recently spoke to Alocine via Newsrama about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the Fantastic Four happened to come up. The bad news is it doesn't seem to be on the radar. As Feige said, we have no plans with the Fantastic Four right now. No discussions about it. Fantastic Four has received three films since being owned by Fox. And while the first movie showed promise, the second film didn't deliver on the potential. It was then relaunched with an all-new cast and director, but internal issues plagued the project. It released to abysmal reviews and brought, and only brought in over 167 million worldwide. Yeah, it's bad. There's supposedly a sequel in development at Fox, but no details have been released. Okay, so the details that hadn't been released Wait, are at they, this time are they involved? Are they in in the comic books? Is Fantastic Four involved with Infinity Wars? I don't know about Infinity War, but they were definitely involved in Civil War. Yeah. Well, a lot more characters were involved in the well, yeah. Civil War. Even a- oh, X-Men also were involved there, but that I'm not sure. It would be awesome to see Hulk and Thing in the same screen. Oh, fuck each other. yeah, dude. That would be fabulous, but I don't think that's going to happen. So the details that hadn't been released are here. Fox Marvel announces a Fantastic Four reboot for children or with children. I'm not sure which one it is. Um, not much is needed to be said here. The Fantastic Four franchise has left people with somewhat of a sour taste in their mouths ever since the rise of the Silver Surfer came out and that awful reboot a few years back. Uh, since then, people have been begging for a good movie to come up for the famous quad of heroes and begging for Fox to sell it back to Marvel Studios, but that's not what's happening here. Fox is contract- contractually obligated to put out a new Fantastic Four title every seven years, and they must start production on the latest... Uh, film two to four years after the last one came out so with 
All that said, Fox has decided yet again to reboot the series and direct it right at the children demographic. Now, typically superheroes in general work well with children anyway, but apparently this is not the case this time. To our understanding, it will be too cheesy for adults. Interesting. Now, I, I also understand that it might be a Fantastic Four reboot with each of the Fantastic Four members being children themselves. Uh, I don't know. That sounds gay. Yeah, exactly. But I'm not sure if that's what's happening at all. I, I don't know. All right, we'll see Craven the Hunter and Mysterio to get their own spin-off movies. It's so stupid. I just want to see Mysterio as a villain in a suit Spider-Man movie. Why does he have to get his own movie? I don't know. They don't need to keep making all these spin-off movies. They just fucking... Ugh. I just, need, just make him a villain in a Spider-Man movie. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, just... The, this whole fucking... Thing... <laughs> with Sony... Well, apparently this was... I mean, I think it's not at Fox, it's at Sony Marvel, but... um. So Carnage is going to be the main villain in the Venom standalone that film. That I can get behind. Yes. They do fight each other, and then there's a point in the comics where Venom needs to team up with Spider-Man to take down Carnage. Yeah. He is that powerful. So maybe, maybe, maybe they're all just confusing us. Either way, to watch Venom fight Carnage, dude, that's going to be insane. Fuck yeah, that'll be insane. I'll piss my panties. I'll piss your panties. you piss my panties? Mm, I can't wait. I'll pee all over the movie theater. <laughs> pee everybody's panties. Uh, Kevin Feige is on a roll this week. He has said the following. Miles Morales does exist in the MCU. Um, I've heard this before. Peter Parker appeared in Iron Man 2 as a little boy in an Iron Man costume talking with Tony Stark. That was just announced today, hours ago. Yeah, I remember that. No, I've heard that. I, that's not the first time I've heard something like that. Well, confirmed today, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, and and the, the last thing, he, he also has teased Blade for the upcoming Marvel Cinematic Universe and probably in Phase 4. So they're gonna reintroduce him. That's interesting. I don't. I know nothing of Blade. All I know is the movies we've seen. I've seen. Yeah, and that I don't know how he really fits in the Marvel universe. Like, I don't know. I wonder how he could stand up next to like Captain America and all of them. Like, I mean, he's awesome, sure, but yeah, I'm not really sure if uh, there are uh, vampires. Other vampires outside of the Avengers. Yeah, Emily. Okay, so the last bit of news here. Uh, do you want to do it? Go ahead. All right, so this is Star Wars news. Um, so the Han Solo movie directors have been fired. On Monday, June 19th, uh, last Monday, directors of the Han Solo standalone film, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, were abruptly fired from the film due to some creative differences. It was announced on Thursday, 6 17 that the great director Ron Howard will step in and finish the movie. It is now heavily rumored that that Phil Lord and Chris Miller may go back to direct the Flash movie for Warner Brothers, in which they were a part of in the beginning, um, writing the script and pre-production work, before quitting to do Han Solo. Uh, so then there's a little bit of an edit here. Uh, they just came out today and said that Lucasfilm is reportedly very unhappy with the actor they have chosen for young Han Solo. Um, they have to hire. They have hired him an acting coach to hmm. hopefully. Who do they choose? Alden Ehrenreich. Oh, yeah. Uh, was he in anything else? He's been... I think he was in a movie called Hail Caesar. Nothing that we've ever seen, as far as I know. But, yeah. And then, like we said earlier, uh, Power Rangers. Dude, yeah, Power Rangers, is gonna, they're trying to do Lord Zed, for sure. I saw that. Yeah. It's really exciting. 
Let's see here. Yep, Spider-Man Homecoming is next. War for the Planet of the Apes. Valerian, dude. I want to see Valerian so bad. Power Rangers comes out tomorrow on DVD. It's pretty exciting. What's exciting? Power Rangers comes out tomorrow. Oh, yeah. DVD, Blu-ray. It's another movie we won't want to watch for the second time and not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we still do. We haven't fucking watched shit. No. Still haven't rewatched Deadpool since I have it on Blu-ray. I knew that. Yeah, but we saw that twice in theaters, so it's not like... Yeah, that's true. We need to rewatch a... Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange. Yeah. Now it's on Netflix. Yeah. Once they hit Netflix, it's too late. We should have already fucking watched it. We yeah. should be ashamed of ourselves. It's whatever. We're busy. <laughs> I'm a busy man. It's all right. All right. Well, that's it for nerd news. Unless you have anything that we didn't cover that you saw that you wanted to talk about. Lane. I'm good. Okay. All right. So that means that we can move right into Fear the Walking Dead. The first three episodes of the premiere. Uh, well, the of the premiere of season three, anyway. The uh, first two episodes premiered on the same night in a two-hour premiere form, and the uh, third episode was normal Sunday night premiere. Now, I do have to say the way that we have these notes set up are a little bit different than you're, you guys be used to, so you might get a lot of just useless scenes that I didn't feel like going in and taking out. I don't care. It's fine. There's not enough. It's, they're short. We'll get through this quick. Yeah. But we're going to start with episode one, titled Eye of the, Be- the Beholder. So apparently some guy holding a bee in his hand and it's about his eye. <laughs> no, eye of the beholder. Travis, Madison, and Alicia are captured by an armed group and taken to a military compound where Travis is separated from them and is taken to a basement while Madison and Alicia are taken to an office. An office. Who the fuck wrote this? At the basement, Travis finds himself with Nick. Of course. <laughs> of fucking course. They just end up in the same goddamn fucking place. <laughs> right. And injured Luciana and other captives. A lot of the Mexicans that came with Luciana and Nick from their compound they were at. Yeah. From the last season. One of them was Keller from White Collar. Yeah. And then there was fucking, uh, what's his name from Shameless? It was one of them army guys. Mick. Mick. Yeah, it was, it was weird. Some <laughs> injured, And they both died in this episode. Like two rather yeah. big name guys at the moment. Yeah. Just dead. That's crazy. But uh, the captives are being experimented on by a group of soldiers where they, they're, like, killing them, and they're doing it by race, size, height, you know, weight, sex. You know, they're trying to decide how quick people turn, what causes it. Now, I understand that in the name of science, and they're trying to justify it by saying, well, they're going to die anyway, but I'm sure a lot of them were not going to die. Yeah. They're just piece of shit scumbags. And Mick is always a scumbag and everything is in. <laughs> you know, I mean, he was a fucking, one of the, he was a, one of the vampires in Twilight. He was? At the, in the last movie. Huh. He played one of the Transylvanian vampires. Interesting. He's a fucking, he just kills people on this show. He's a fucking prick and shameless. He just does good at that role. I love yeah. it. Yeah. He just, <laughs> <laughs> he needs to be in a superhero movie as a villain. Maybe yeah. he could, maybe he could be Carnage. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Um, But uh, Travis, Luciana, and Nick and one captive attempt to escape. But Travis is recaptured, and the other captive is killed while Luciana and Nick sneak in a sewer. Um, and it's funny, because like, they sneak in the sewer, and like they like lock them in there, like, good luck, and they throw one walker down there, and they're like, good luck. And I'm like, <laughs> like I never understand. Like At this point, in zombie apocalypse, it would take more than like 10 walkers to concern me. How yeah, hard is it to be kill like... 10 things that are walking? 
Yeah. Slowly. Brain dead. Yeah. How hard? Not. I could probably kill 10 people. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't understand. <laughs> like, there's like one walker, and then they're like running from it. Like, oh my God, it's going to get closer. I'm like, just go kill it real fast. Like, how it would be that easy. Dead. Yeah. No, it doesn't take that much fucking time. I don't understand it. It had to be like like in regular Walking Dead whenever they had like, when there was like fucking <laughs> Millions 2, of them? Yeah. <laughs> I'm scared of 10 walkers. I just can't comprehend that. Like, like when you're to a point where you have to think of an idea where you have to tie a fucking cable between two cars and run through them. Yeah. That's when you have to be concerned. Yeah. Like the amount of walkers that like this entire community kills at once, Rick could do by himself. Rick probably has done by himself. Dude, fucking Tyrese. Think of... <laughs> <laughs> he killed a fucking whole entire gymnasium of yeah. zombies. So I don't even I don't understand. With a hammer. It. Yeah. And didn't get bit. <laughs> no, and didn't get bit. It was just like, shoot, where the fuck were you guys? <laughs> what the fuck waiting for you? I just don't understand it, man. And that's from the comics, not the show, if you're confused listening to this. He did something similar in the show. Yeah, they were out it was but they were like outside and he was just whacking away. Boom, 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 boom. Okay. But still. Like, yeah, either way. It was probably the same amount. Just uh, it wasn't quite the same situation. They're Dookie, like, that oh, shit in the comic book. Like, like, Tyrese is a dead man. He's like, they just shut the door and like, there's no way he's going to make it out of there. And then they go in like an hour later and he's just in there by himself with a million dead walkers. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm a beast. <laughs> I wouldn't fuck with that dude ever again. Fuck no, dude. I'd be like, shit, dude, you're on my fucking team. Well, they never said in the show, but in the comics, he's like an ex-linebacker. Yeah, well, he, he's a lot bigger in the comic books, more buff style. And it looks like Jerome Bettis. Him and um, Michonne had a thing, and they played basketball together and shit a lot. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, that seems like a lifetime ago. It does. So Travis is recaptured, and then they, they throw like Travis in his little pit again with like five walkers, and they're like, "Huh, we'll see if he can survive." And like, <laughs> he kills like five walkers, and he struggles doing it, and they're like, "Impressive." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I don't understand. I can't. Like, <laughs> I'm impressed. Uh, dude, yeah. I remember them saying I could sit that. there, sip a cup of tea, read a Harry Potter book, and I'd be just fine. <laughs> I don't understand. So, uh, and Travis looks fucking exhausted. Yeah, after killing like six. Six. The fucking governor did that shit. Remember when he fell in that pit? Yeah. Barehanded. Dude, even Rick. Rick had to fight a fucking walker with Covered spikes, in spikes on his and shit. head. Yeah, so these guys are like pussies. <laughs> like, they would not make it in Rick's world, dude. Like, if they met oh. Negan, they'd be toast. Oh, hell yeah. Could you imagine, though, if Rick was, like, being, just, like, observing what's going on? Like, Jesus Christ. I'd love to see that. Mm. They were like, these pussies, dude. <laughs> like, on the West Coast, everybody's bitches. Dude, we said that since episode one. They're just I mean, pussies. They, but back then, they were, like, they had an excuse because they had never dealt with it before. Yeah, but, I mean, like, look, like, if you, I mean, just imagine, like, Rick's group. Facing off against this group, they would stand zero chance. No, zero yeah, chance. They would die. All Carl could take them all out, every single one of them. Yeah, <laughs> it's absurd. It's just yeah. It's just I don't know. I'm, I would love to know what the timeline is right now. I know so far, dude. This season's boring. Oh, very. Like it's just hard to care. <laughs> I I hate to say it. it's it's. There's some good parts, but it's just kind of boring. Like most of the episodes are just boring. Yeah. Now there's some cool Walker kills we've seen so far, but other than that. So, but anyway, let's get back to it. Uh, meanwhile, Madison and Alicia attack Troy, being the, he seems to be the leader of this out- outfit. You know, he's the one making all the decisions. He kind of two-faced, like, he'll go and talk to Madison and treat them all good and then go, and he knows that he has her husband, and he goes and treats him like shit. He's a protocol is different for people like him. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Injured. He's like, he ain't that fucking injured. So, uh, she impales one of his eyes with a spoon, like, she, like, puts it, she doesn't impale his eyeball, she, like, puts a spoon behind his eyeball in his socket 
and starts like like just prying it. I'm like, oh my god, it'd be so painful to him. Oh yeah. So he takes him as his hostage, and at this point he's like screaming. He's like, get back! Everybody get back! <laughs> like it's fucking hilarious, dude. <laughs> so then Madison then takes Troy out to demand her family to be released, while Elisa searches around for Travis in a vehicle. I think she was looking for a vehicle. Because remember they said she said find a find a vehicle that we can get out of yes. here. Yes. Yes, that's was not looking for Travis, I don't think. But then she heard, so she heard, okay, so meanwhile, Travis is turned into a pit full of walkers. Full of walkers is quite an exaggeration. Uh, I love it because it says, but he manages to kill them all. Yeah, all six of them. (laughs) And then he opens a gate. Like, so walkers start walking out like single file, like it's going to be hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really. So Nick carrying an injured Luciana tries to get out of the sewer, but finds a horde of walkers a lot of walkers. Like, they walk out. That's a lot of walkers. That'd be where you get scared. Oh, fuck yeah. You know, and then so they go back. They turn around and run, and they go and they make their way into the sewer. Um, after bypassing several obstacles, uh, so Alicia, as she's looking for a, a truck, she hears screaming coming from a vent, a thing, and she, like, looks down and sees, she, like, drops a knife down to Nick. Oh, and yeah. He's, she's like, fucking Nick, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, she had no idea. She did not expect to see him. He looks up. He's like, Alicia? Like, so like they and then like, but, hey, hey, how you doing? <laughs> so after bypassing several obstacles, Travis, Madison, Alicia, and Nick are reunited. Soon after, the military compound is overrun with walkers, forcing all the people to leave. Uh, now Tra- is this the same? Yeah, so this is that one where where I I, I wish we knew his name, but we just call him Mick. Yeah, the guy that the guy that played Mick from Shameless, he heard something in the wall, so he like takes off the vent, and all these rats just pour out. And then this fucking, all of a sudden, like, this walker, like, grabs him and, like, bites him and rips him into the wall. Oh, like, my God. Crazy. It was crazy. That was an, it was fuck. a pretty awesome kill. I'm not gonna, like, and the way his, like, neck, like, bent back. Yeah, man. It was very brutal. Ugh. It was a very, very brutal death. I loved it. I was like, that's something we mm-hmm. haven't. So far, we've, this season might be boring, but we have seen things that we have not yet seen. Yeah. In the walking, in the regular walking dead. Yeah, we'll get to that on episode three. That shit is weird. <laughs> but uh, Travis uh, carries, Travis has Luciano with her in a helicopter with Alicia and then while Madison and Nick escape in a truck with fucking Troy no yeah Troy's in the truck he saves them actually like, he shoots them he's like get down in the truck and then he and then Travis and them are with Troy's brother who actually this, Jake I think who did all the negotiating to where the family would be okay I and like that guy he's yeah, nice he's a good dude. maybe I don't know dude it's hard for, in The Walking Dead you can never tell who's a good person or not yeah or yeah who has good intentions and so yeah, they Put escape and that ends the episode. And then for right, it goes right into the second episode. Like I said, it was a double premiere. Um, this is this was the one that's set up a little bit different. It's not so summary. A dog is snoring so loud. Yeah, he does. <laughs> All right, so uh, episode two, uh, it was titled. I don't even know what the hell it was titled. Oh, the new frontier. That's what it was titled. Um. The helicopter pilot, Charlene, navigates toward the ranch with Jake sitting next to her in the co-pilot's seat. They are 20 minutes away from the ranch. Travis and Alicia are with Luciana in the back, and out of nowhere, a round of bullets hits the chopper. Travis is shot, apparently in the neck, but it turns out that the bullet has entered his stomach, traveling Uh, upward, exiting his neck. Is that what happened? Yeah. That's not the way I saw it. What'd you see? I thought he was like bit in the stomach or something or scraped up or something oh yeah it looked like he was like tore up in the stomach it didn't look like a, it didn't look like an entrance wound yeah that's weird i remember now yeah maybe that is one who the fuck knows but anyway um 
Travis is aware of this. He clasps his hand over the wound, unbuckles his harness, opens the door, and says, "Help me." Travis tells Alicia at first, or er, tells Alicia at first, she tries to stop him, insisting he's in shock. But she now sees his uh, how serious his wound is and realizes it's too late. She lets Travis fall out of the helicopter to his supposed death. I'm sure. Like, if he's still alive, I'm gonna be like, "That's bullshit, dude." Like, <laughs> You know, I mean, that's a, that's a little far fetched for me. Yeah. So uh, the refugees clamor at the gate of the Rosario Beach, Rosarito Beach Hotel, demanding to see the doctor. Elena tells them no, insisting that she can't help them and that they don't have they don't have a doctor. Strand arrives and announces that he is a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He's like, I am a doctor. <laughs> She's like, we don't have a doctor. He's like, I'm a doctor. Everyone's like, fuck. Uh, he unlocks the gate. Elena and Hector are angry at Strand, obviously, but he tells them that uh, he just saved them, and then the refugees w- that he just saved them. Then, oh, the refugees would have killed them all if they hadn't let them in. So now on the ground, sorry. So this is this episode is bouncing back and forth. So is at the hotel. Now we're back to the other group. Now on the ground, Jake tells Alicia that they must push forward to escape whoever shot the chopper down. Alicia wonders if Travis is still alive, but Jake insists Travis could not have survived that fall. Um, so Troy's convoy of vehicles pulls up to the Broke Jaw Ranch. A guard tells Troy that Jake hadn't arrived yet. Troy orders Madison and Nick out of the truck. He drives inside the gate, leaving Madison and Nick outside looking in. Nick suggests that they backtrack and that they find the rest of the group, or the rest of their group, but Madison insists that they stay put in case the helicopter arrives. She reveals Nick to Nick that she stole a gun off the truck and that they can protect themselves if they have to. Um, so Strand, he treats a patient with minor wounds. Elena urgently summons him to treat a, someone else in dire need of a doctor. She then brings him to uh, the medical tent where a woman is about to give birth. Strand insists that See, he's not that kind of doctor, but he uh, agrees to assist when the patient's husband um, threatens him with a knife. Okay, what were you saying? Like he grabs his neck when he gets shot. I don't know why if it went into her stomach, why he'd grab his neck. And the exit wound would be much higher, bigger than that. I don't know. Maybe he got shot both places. Oh, you got it up right now. Interesting. I mean, we honestly may never know what the truth is. Cause he just, it, it does. He just shows him jerk, and then he grabs his neck, and then his stomach's all bloody. So we're just left to assume whether or not he got bit at back at the fucking compound. Uh, but I don't know if he got bit because he wasn't acting like it hurt. Like before this happened, he was all cool. He's like, "How much longer?" Like, right. And if he was bit, he would be in a little bit more pain than that. Or yeah, or freaking the fuck out. Yeah. That's weird. See, because his guts are like hanging out. Like on really. His stomach. From, I don't think that would happen from a gunshot. There's no, no way. No, the way he looks, it's not. It, it, he had to have been something. There's something else happened. I wonder if we'll ever find out. I don't know. Anyway, so Nick doesn't want to stay at the ranch, but Madison reminds him that this is their best shot at medical treatment for Luciana. Troy's father, Jeremiah Otto, introduces himself to Madison and Nick and orders the guard to let them in. Otto shows Madison and Nick around the ranch. <coughs> And explains that they uh, he initially started the camp to prepare for the fall of democracy. Um, 
Madison is in, uh, is critical of Troy, but Otto defends his son's behavior by stating that he was just carrying out his mission at the depot. Sensing that or sensing Madison in Nick's hostility, he points out that there or that most people would be grateful to be at the ranch. So he's like, I don't know if I trust this guy or not either. Like, a, kind of a dick. He is kind of an asshole. He's a lot like uh, Gregory. Yeah, but, in a way. but more badass than Gregory. Oh, yeah, for sure. Gre- Gregory's just a fucking pussy and gets people's names wrong and is an asshole. But. Mm-hmm. So Otto brings Madison and Nick to their bunkhouse and leaves them with a key. I don't know why I said bunkhouse like that. Bunkhouse. Bunkhouse. Um, Madison thanks him as he leaves. Nick grumbles about Madison being nice to Otto after his son tried to kill them. Madison admits that uh, she doesn't have a plan yet, but they should buy their time. That night, Charlene takes... First watch while Jake and Alicia sit by the campfire. Jake explains that Troy has had behavioral problems since he was a child. They hear a warning whistle from Charlene. Jake gives Alicia a gun, tells her not to follow, and runs off to investigate. Several infected attack Jake, and eventually one pins him to a tree. Alicia shoots the infected and takes out two more approaching in the darkness. Jake and Alicia discover Charlene's dead body. Jake shoots her in the head uh, to keep her from turning. After Strand delivers the baby, Hector tells Strand there's another patient in need of his services. Hector brings Strand to Eileen Stowe's room. What's... What? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, And asks him to convince her to eat. She's apparently been there since she stabbed Strand, um, despondent over the death of her daughter. Uh, She was the mother of the bride, in case anybody didn't know who the fuck that bitch was. Mm -hmm. Um, They talk, and Eileen apologizes to Strand for what she did and then asks if he will fix her broken balcony door she needs fresh air and the door is stuck that's not how it happened but he said you need fresh air I'm going to open this door she never asked him anything um, Strand takes care of the door and Eileen gives him a box with a key inside and, uh, as a thank you before Strand can stop her Eileen jumps off the balcony to her death um, that's see that part I missed when you you said you snoozed off for a minute there. yeah I missed that part um, when you woke up you were like oh he gave her a key I was like oh shit I guess so I had no idea um, so anyway, Alicia Alicia tells Jake that uh, that Luciana is unconscious. Um, she's worried that she won't make it uh, back to the ranch in time to save her. A ranch guard looks through his binoculars and sees Jake and Alicia carrying Luciana towards the gate. Madison is delighted to see Alicia and Lucy. Yeah, I missed all of this. <laughs> she, uh, she looks for Travis and falls to her knees with grief when Alicia tells her he is dead. Troy predicts that Luciana will uh, will soon die and takes out his gun to put her down. Nick begs him not to shoot, but Troy explains that their policy is to keep dying patients out of the infirmary in case they turn. Troy agrees to let Nick be the one to kill Luciana. Nick turns the gun on Troy and demands Luciana receive treatment. Otto agrees to treat Luciana in the infirmary, and Nick hands the gun back. He basically says if he has a pulse, let her in. Uh, Madison sobs in private over the death of Travis. Otto finds her offers his condolences and then gently asks her to register the gun that she stole from them. She signs out the gun in his logbook. Nick stands by Luciana's side in the infirmary. He checks with Alicia and holds her as uh, he weeps over or as she weeps over Travis's death. Shan finds the the key that Eileen has given him to a very nice car in the hotel's parking garage and he drives off. Madison tells Nick and Alicia that they're going to um, make the ranch their home even if that means they must take it over. Mm. All right. <clears throat> that leads us right into episode three, titled Teotihuacan. <laughs> the end of the world as we know it. That's what. Oh, yeah. The end of the world but as that, we no, know it. No, that is what the episode is called. Teotihuacan? Yes. 
Interesting. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end. You know that song? And I feel fine. You don't know it then? All right. No, I know it. That's no, what I it know. Knows. I know. I was being funny. Ah, uh, I see. <laughs> Oh, yeah, way over. <laughs> in a TV commercial from 1996, Jeremiah Otto promotes his four-part video series on how to survive the end of the world as we know it. His acronym for the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> how to survive Teotihuacan, his acronym for the end of the world as we know it. <laughs> American democracy is about to be destroyed at the hands of foreign nationals and greedy politicians, he warns. By stockpiling for the end and learning how to defeat the urban hordes, Otto promises that his tapes can teach anyone to survive. You know, where it being farming, cultivating... Uh, fucking, you know, just built digging out wells. And basically, you know. this guy was just a straight up doomsday prepper. And he was yeah. capitalizing on the so, teaching it. Right. So uh, Madison, Nick, and Alicia attend Charlene's memorial at the ranch. Sensing hostility from members of the community, Madison introduces herself to the ranchers and thanks them for taking her family in. Uh, the rangers demand an update on the helicopter attack, and Otto assures the crowd that he is looking into the incident. In line at the mess tent, a man accuses Madison and Alicia of being freeloaders. Gretchen, a young rancher around Alicia's age, introduces herself to Madison and Alicia, then invites Alicia to Bible study. Madison nudges Alicia to accept the invitation. <laughs> Nick takes care of Luciana at the infirmary. Luciana insists that they leave the ranch as soon as she's feeling better. Uh, Madison finds Troy lounging in Nick's bed in her bunkhouse. He opens up to Madison and says that he picked her, not Nick, to join his community. Madison insists Nick will earn his keep and orders Troy to, t- to make the bed before he leaves. <laughs> she goes, that was made before you got here. He goes, oh. He like turns around and makes it. It's kind of funny. Uh, Strand drives to a water depot at a dam where he finds a long line of thirsty Tijuanans trading for water. He cuts out in front of the line and asks to speak with Dante. A guard orders him to wait in line and shoves him to the ground. Dante, Strand's former business associate, emerges and greets Strand. In the bunkhouse, Madison assures Nick and Alicia that they can win over the minority of people who don't want them at the ranch. She also warns them to stay away from Troy. Nick insists they start over elsewhere, but Madison refuses to leave in relative safety of their new home. Uh, Luciana wants to leave, too. She doesn't want to be there at all because they killed her people. Yeah. You know, so she, I can't blame her for that. I feel like she's going to kill somebody. She might kill Troy or something. She's going to do something. Oh, yeah. Probably. Uh, Madison asks Otto to protect her family from Troy and other hostile community members. She goes as far as threatening to expose Troy's twisted experiments at the field depot. Otto refuses to tell people how to behave, but offers to teach her the culture of this ranch. He has Jake to show her his video lectures. Jake sets Madison up to watch Otto's old videotapes. He promises to protect her family from Troy. Jake, that's the brother of Troy. He's a pretty good guy so far. Madison tells Jake she wants to find whoever shot down the helicopter. He understands her desire to know who killed Travis. Nick asks Alicia if she wants to stay at the ranch. She reasons that the ranch is just as bad as any other place, so why not stay? Like, you know, you could you could leave here and then find somewhere much worse. You know, they could they have no idea. They could meet the governor or Negan. Like, this is nothing. Uh, dude, I wonder if that's where the series will go in the summer. I would okay. love to see a different version of Negan, like just someone who just... Has no moral standards. Somebody has like a, a a thing of barbed wire wrapped with baseball bat. Just the inverse of Negan. <laughs> it's a golf club with nails. Yeah, that works too. Uh, Jake orders Troy to stay away from the Clark family. He reminds Troy that he's protecting him by hiding his psychotic nature from others in the community. Gretchen takes Alicia to a bunker for Bible study. Inside, Gretchen and her friends pass around a bong and introduce Alicia to Jeff, an infected head in a cage. Alicia bursts out laughing. Because they're smoking weed and drinking liquor of some sort. 
Uh, Madison discovers a collection of outtakes from Otto's commercial in the video. Otto fights with his drunk wife and yells at a young Troy. She turns off the video and Otto walks in the room. Otto explains that Jake and Troy are children from two different marriages. He admits that he and his second wife were alcoholics and that Troy took care of his mother towards the end of her life, which made Troy probably as fucked up as he is now because the way he was talking about him right in front of him was pretty fucked up in that video. Yeah. So uh, Dante leads Strand to a walkway on the dam and ambushes him. Strand watches as Dante's men push a prisoner over the edge into a pile of infected. Uh, Dante accuses Strand of being a thief and orders his guards to throw him over the edge. In an attempt to make himself indispensable, Strand tells Dante that people will turn against him if he keeps save, uh, serving water too close to his source, saying that you know you're just pretty much asking to be attacked. Somebody's gonna want it. Somebody's gonna attack you for it. Just the way it is. Right. He offers to help him organize an offsite water depot. Dante agrees to spare his life. I don't. Yeah. No. See, he doesn't. He just pretty much. He still is gonna kill him. Then he's like, I'm just trying to prove a point. And he's like, you know, like blah blah blah. He goes, you're just. But he, they threw him in a cell. So he's like, he wanted Strand to feel powerless. I don't think he was still going to use him for this t- idea. He had no intention of. Right. And this uh, guy's like doing the exact same thing he did in the old world, but with water instead. Mm-hmm. It's weird. So uh, Troy invites Nick on a nightmare boor- nighttime boar hunt. Nick agrees and climbs into Troy's truck after watching two old people dancing. But Troy says, are you going to watch two old people bang or something like that? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I missed it. I was like, is that what they were doing? But then they were just like waltzing or some shit. Um, are you pausing it? No. Uh, Troy invite. Okay, Madison informs Otto that Nick is an addict. Otto understands, having battled his own issues with alcohol. Otto offers to show Madison why he tolerates Troy. Troy and Nick hunt boar in the darkness of night with a group of fellow ranchers. Um, Otto takes Madison to the pantry, which is well stocked with guns and supplies. He explains that he broke Troy in the old world, but that Troy now has now has a purpose in the new world. He has the killer instinct needed to survive. Madison pledges to help rebuild in Otto's new world. Troy stalks Nick around the corner, and then Nick tackles Troy and holds a gun to his face. Troy dares Nick to shoot him and guesses it would take him 87 minutes to turn. Disgusted, Nick asks Troy what's wrong with him. I just need to know why we spoil. He says, I don't care. He's like, uh, what do you say? Newton poked his own eye out to decide uh, how light infracted off your shit, whatever he said. Right. Um, so Nick shoots the ground next to Troy's head and lets Troy go. And then Troy tackles him. Nick no, tr- Nick grabs the, his book first, his uh, little journal, and starts ripping out pages, like laughing. Like hysterically, like a psychopath. And so like they tackle, they fight around a little bit. He grabs his book back and he's like, oh, I guess now we can be friends. It's kind of weird. It was really You're a weird. lunatic too. Let's be buddies. Like. <laughs> so uh, Madison visits Luciana in the infirmary and explains that she doesn't want to leave the ranch because Travis died trying to bring them there. Can't really blame that. No. Sound logic. Uh, Alicia and Gretchen leave the bunker in an inebriated state. Alicia crosses paths with Jake and he smiles. Otto announces to the community that it's been 36 hours since they dispatched a unit to investigate the chopper attack. He asks for volunteers to accompany Troy on a search mission to find their men. Madison volunteers. At mealtime, Madison sit and sits next to Troy instead of eating with Nick and Alicia. She lays a napkin on Troy's lap. Strand sits in a cell. Someone hands him water through a window. He chugs it, then looks through the window to see that the offering was given to him by none other than Daniel Salazar. Damn, Daniel. Damn, Daniel. <laughs> Look at that fucking burns, Daniel. <laughs> he fucking somehow survived that fucking fire, so fuck me, right? See, I can understand that, but I will not understand if Travis survives. No. We better see Walker Travis, though. I'll be pissed. <laughs> I, yeah, I want to see what his ass looks like. But, yeah, that covers it. 
That is all today for our episode. Uh, I have no final words. <laughs> I don't have any final words either. <laughs> it's just funny the way that you ended that. <laughs> that is all today for our episode. I have no final words. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> See you guys next week. <laughs>